Blog Talk Radio. listening to the B Word, where we are helping resolve broke pockets and broke mindsets. I'm your host, Elle Garth. I'm with my beautiful co-host, Jen. How are you this morning? Oh, I am doing fabulous. Awesome. I don't know what is it and my, like, ability to be able to log into this show lately. I mean, yesterday <laughs> was, a, was a no-go. This morning, I, it was an issue. I mean, I, I'm like, okay, something has got to give in this situation. We have got to get this thing right. So, oh, just trying to work on it. But that's okay. We're yeah. here this morning, and I'm so excited because this today's topic, I mean, I'm here sitting here, like, wiping my eyeballs out because I don't get any sleep. <laughs> it's just it's like having a new baby. But we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. So how first of all, how was your weekend? Because I haven't talked to you since um, we had our show on Friday, and then yesterday was a snafu. So tell me what's been going on with you. I feel like we haven't talked in ages. I know. I've had a fabulous weekend. The boys gave me the weekend off, and I baked them red velvet cupcakes and topped them with icing and Hershey Kisses and all kinds of stuff. We just had a fabulous weekend. Awesome. That's right because uh, what do you call it? Valentine's Day, yes, was this weekend, and it's crazy because my husband's birthday is actually on Valentine's Day, and uh, <laughs> but we didn't really have like a Valentine's Day because of the new dogs, so they took all our Valentine's Day. Oh, and and, yeah. and how cute are they? Oh my God, they are they they tricked us though. They tricked us. They're all cute and everything, but they are like. For real, they need to be on the short bus. <laughs> <laughs> They're not very bright. Well, at least not yet, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, they'll get, yeah, they'll get there. Yeah, they're, right now, though, they're not giving me any hope. They're not making me think that, you know, we're going to graduate from this level. But they're only eight weeks right now, so, you know, they're still basically babies in the dog world. So, Ooh. yeah, exactly. 
So anyway, um, we, you're listening to The B Word. We are a talk slash music show that promotes the education of the community through engaging topics about money, politics, education, um, entertainment, <clears throat> and health, all while showcasing artists and music that uplifts the community. We are on Monday through Friday, generally speaking. I have to say that now just because of all the issues. <laughs> From 9 to 10 a.m. <laughs> Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. And we hope you got that good cup of coffee this morning. I wish I had one because I need one right now. Um, and we're just going <laughs> to try to help you get <laughs> through your morning with giving you some great information about whatever our topics are. So um, if you want to join in on the conversation, call in at 215-383-3787. You can press 1 to speak with us or you can just listen. Um, you can contact us on all of our social websites and media. The email address is to be underscore word at Yahoo. Blog Talk, it's the B Word. Facebook, it's B Word with Elgarth. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at the B Word underscore Elgarth. And of course, you can go to the website, the B Word.com. We just want to make sure that you get some inspiration, motivation, as well as tips that can help improve your life financially, mentally, and emotionally. <laughs> and I don't know if you can hear these dogs in the background just going at it. Oh, um, they're adorable. I can't wait to see them. I mean, right now they are just like off the chain. Oh my God. So, anyway, uh, our topic for today speaking of dogs that are off the chain, our topic for today are pet stories, our fur babies, and us. And as people who have dogs or cats or pets, any kind of pet, bird, fish, whatever, our babies begin to become like family to us. As a matter of fact, in most cases, they are better and closer than family. I hate to say that, but, you know, it's true. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, this is a, a time where when you have babies that, you know, it's a huge responsibility. It takes a lot of time, love, and attention and effort in order for them to be able to thrive and grow and be happy in the home environment. And so, Jen, like I was saying at the beginning, you know, recently me and Casey brought home two eight-week-old King Charles Cavaliers. And right now I'm thinking, like, what in the world have we done to ourselves? Why did we think bringing two puppies home at the same time was a good idea? I so have no idea, girl. Say, <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, the nights are really short and the days are really long. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about um, our story. Jen also has some pets, so we're going to give her an opportunity to talk about her stories with her babies. And if you have any stories of your own, uh, please feel free to call in and tell us about them. And then we're going to talk about the best ways to manage your new environment if you have some new pets. And even if you have old pets, you know, just some great ways that um, you can deal with these babies so that you and them both have an enjoyable experience. So, um, as always, we want to start the morning off feeling good, giving you an opportunity to, you know, get yourself open and relaxed to receive this information and laugh and share your stories with us. So, we're going to start off with some happy music, and we'll be right back after this. So, sit tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, baby. Mm. She loves this song. Cause I'm on this song. Yeah. 
left me, girl, with those big old pretty eyes And the world's most beautiful smile I just can't say no Gotta show you love for making me feel so good inside You can bet that your boy gon' ride For sure, for sure And if you wanna see the world I'm gon' buy you a map You know Just show me where you wanna go
And um, so, you know, he hasn't really had. Okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, he hasn't really had. This is so hilarious. But he hasn't really had that experience, you know what I'm saying, with dogs So in the training process and everything. So he is really the lenient one, you know, the, the daddy is going to give you everything you possibly want. And, you know, you're going to be able to get over with me and have all the treats and things like that. And so, you know, he has a tendency to, to constantly, you know, coddle them and pick them up, which is great. You know, I mean, you want to develop that bond and relationship with them. But there are times when, you know, that's not appropriate. And you definitely need to be a firmer um, pet parent in those regards. And, you know, I try to explain to him that during this training process, him and I have to be on the same sheet of music. We have to be giving the same commands. You know what I mean? So, or they're going to be confused. Their little brains right now can only, you know, tackle so much. And if we're, you know, saying different things for the same thing, they're just going to be confused and it's not going to work out properly. So I think most of the training is, is with my husband, trying to get him to, to understand what needs to be done. You know? Well, maybe you need uh, Caesar to come. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is what we're going to do because I, before we continue on with this, um, with our stories, we're going to take another quick break because I've got to get these puppies um, in a place where they're going to be quiet and I can actually concentrate. Um, so give us one quick minute. We're going to play one other song, and then we'll be right back continuing on with the Fur Baby Saga. So we'll be right back. <laughs>
Okay, and we are back, and I'm hoping that we have a moment of peace so we can get through the show um, and get this done. Oh, my God. But, see, that's one of the things that, you know, we deal with is that when you have, you know, small pets because pets, you don't get it. Pets are like children. They're They're so much like children. Even when they become adults, they're still like children because they can never fully take care of themselves. Right. And someone always has to feed them and, you know, make sure they're walked and going to the bathroom and all that type of stuff and groomed properly, you know, in order to be, to be healthy and happy. I mean, you have strays out there who live on their own, but they don't want to be out there like that. Um, no. So, you know, in order to make sure that your pets are healthy and happy, you know, you do have to put in some time with them. And this first stage right here with the, with the babies, it you know, it's just it's a lot of work. Yes, and what is your it experience is. then? Oh well, uh, Jeff and I have always had dogs and cats. I'm more of a cat person, and he's more of a dog person. But I'm the pack leader of it all. Uh, everybody will follow and listen to me. I've made sure that. And that includes my husband and kids, too. But, uh, you know, right now we have Grendel, who is a pit, uh, she's a pit bull, and then we have Beowulf, who is a boxer. So they are both a disgrace to their names. Uh, the pit bull is scared of our cat. Uh, Beowulf, the boxer, is scared of squirrels. Um, if a bird flies over, he runs in. It, it's sad. Just sad. <laughs> Wow. So you have two dogs that need the short bus as well, just like mine. That's so awesome. Yes. And, of course, Grindel, she was actually a seizure. And, um, of course, they told the pitiful story, and, of course, we took her home. But, you know, at six months, they, you know, took her from the house, and she was only weighing 20 pounds, and she was six months old. It was really bad. And when she came home... She was terrified by the cat, but then she figured out what the sofa was, and she is not really an outside dog now. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. But I was up all last night with her because uh, she's scared of thunderstorms, because when she was little, she was left out in the thunderstorms with no cover. So she's scared of thunderstorms, so I was up all night last night. Oh. Well, I understand yep. being up all night. So I definitely understand that, because this is the thing. With new puppies... Normally, they have to go to the bathroom like every three hours or so, just about. And so, you know, they wake up in the middle of the night, and you have to get up, and, you you know, you need to walk them until they're able to hold it a lot better. Now, generally right. speaking, you know, in, in their sleep area, they won't go to the bathroom. But if they have to go bad enough, it's going to happen. They will. Yeah. yeah. yeah and after- then you'd have to give them a bath after. Yeah. And that you don't want to be up trying to give nobody a bath at three, four in the morning. Trust me, it's yeah, not right. a good look at all. So <laughs> um, I want to give try to give a, some tips. Okay, over there. Um, I want to try to give yeah. some tips for surviving. You know, the first couple of nights <laughs> with your new pet babies. Um, you know, the first thing you need to do first of all, even before you get your pet, you need to plan. This is a planning thing, like. Seriously, you need to sit down and plan out what's going to happen because what you'll find is when you finally get them home, like me and Jen was talking about offline, you and the spouse, the mm-hmm. spousal unit are looking at each other like, okay, who's going to, you know, <laughs> is that you? You know, you getting up with them or what's happening? 
Um, so you guys need to have that all mapped out because right now, spousal unit is asleep while I'm up, you know, three, four o'clock in the yep. morning taking care of the dogs. And I'm like, what shift do you get, especially since you work all day? So I get the night shift and the day shift? Yep. But that didn't happen in my house. <laughs> well, then maybe you need to come over and drop the hammer over here because apparently okay, it's been that. a misunderstanding. And this is the other funny thing. It was his idea to get two of them. <laughs> and I said, who's going who's gonna to manage? Our dogs name are Lady and Jake. And I'm like, who's going to manage Jake? That's, your, that's the dog you want, so you going to take care of him? Oh, yeah, I'm going to take care of him. Well, we see yeah. how that's working out right now. Yeah. yeah. You got to change that, girl. You got to change that, girl. Yeah. So I got bamboozled, but that's okay. So the first thing you want to make sure you do is do the proper planning so that everybody knows what their role is. You've already talked about things such as, you know, who's going to manage this, who's going to be, you know, be feeding on what days, cleaning up, et cetera. The other thing you guys want to talk about is the training um, methods that you're going to be employing in order to get your dogs trained, which needs to start immediately, like as soon as possible. A lot of breeders will do um, what ours did, which is start them with the um, crate training, like very early on. So, you know, trying to teach our dogs, you know, where to use the bathroom and things like that has been a pretty easy process. But if you don't have that, you definitely want to start the process of training um, immediately. And the first part of that training is uh, is crate training. So, and with two dogs, again, people have the tendency to want to keep their dogs together. It's really important to use separate crates <clears throat> so that they right. develop that sense of um, independence. It also will, over time, reduce anxiety, you know, about being alone or being left alone. And, and learning how to self-soothe themselves when they are alone. <clears throat> this is also the process of helping them learn, you know, where to go to the bathroom, when when quiet time is, I mean, things like that. So using the crate is um, is a great opportunity for you to start the development and training process very early. And there are tons of um, articles and things online that you can go to to help you with understanding the process of crate training and how to do it with your dog. And I would also encourage you to look up your particular breed because all breeds have a certain temperament. All breeds, uh, you know, have differences in their learning abilities and how fast they learn. There, there are breeds that are smarter than others. Um, some breeds are, you know, take shorter time to be trained versus others. So when you're doing, you know, shopping around for what pets that you want to bring home, these are some of the considerations that you need to be thinking of because if you're one of those families that, you know, doesn't have a lot of time or isn't home a lot or, you know, has children, you need to know the best breeds that fit into your environment, okay? Some breeds are more prone to separation anxiety. So if you are working you know, one of those people who work 24 hours a day, you know, long days or a lot during the week, that might not be the breed for you. Okay, you might want to try to figure out a more independent breed that you can have. Um, but in the beginning, no matter what, all your pets take time and attention. Yes, and, um, you know, really, I mean, just a, another word of warning is really, you know, if you're getting it from a breeder, check out the breeder as well. 
you know, because, you know, you've seen the animal planet and all of that. Just make sure that you're actually, you know, going to a reputable breeder and it's not a puppy mill situation. You, you really have to research who's going to be responsible for what with the animal. There, there's a lot of things you have to consider because you just can't go pick up an animal and then expect it to work into your life, especially if it's a puppy. You have to work, you know, teach the puppy how to work into your life, which is complicated and can take some time. Absolutely. And puppies' attention span is about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they yeah, don't have a lot of my husband's. Right, exactly, right? That's one thing they have over the over the spousal units. Um, but their attention span is very short. So when you're thinking about, you know, training them in the beginning, when they're young, eight weeks, you know, ten weeks, et cetera, you got to keep in mind that they don't have a high attention span. And, you know, training them for hours and hours and hours at a time is just not even – comprehensible or feasible. Um, so right. you want to take short periods where you work with them on something and then you let them play. You know what I mean? And then, you know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes at one thing and then before you stop. Okay, you don't want to over-inundate your new baby with all these, you know, tr- tricks that you're trying to teach them because if they're not going to learn it, first of all, it's not going to work. Um, and then you're going to probably cause your pet to have, you know, a lot of anxiety because you are basically forcing them into these long periods of training. And that's not what you want to do. Right. Also, and they my, do everything, uh, but make sure that they have two toys. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's probably one of the first things, especially when you get them young. Um, they will be teething more than likely, and they're going to want to chew. So you need to train them immediately on what are the things they can chew and those things that they're not supposed to be chewing. And if you develop those good habits right from the outset, then it prevents a lot of behavioral problems later on. And trust me, it will make your life so much easier if you start young. Because the last thing you want to do is to start allowing your dog to have bad habits because untraining those bad habits or retraining those bad habits takes a lot longer than training them properly in the first run. And this even means if you have to, if you're not well-equipped, if you don't know how, then that means taking them to a great trainer in order to make those things happen, making sure that they're socialized so that they're getting along with other animals so that when you take them out for walks, they're not a nuisance to other people. And then you can actually have a good time with your pet and enjoy your pet. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people at the park trying to manage their dog, and that dog is just so unruly on the leash. They're, you know, barking at everybody. They're snapping. I mean, it's just not a good experience, and it can be embarrassing, you know, um, when right. you're confronted with other people who whose dogs are mannerable and doing the right thing and behave, and your dog is out of control. There was this one guy um, that when I used to uh, run at the park, um he would run as well, and his little dog, I think he had, it was a poodle, like a, a small breed poodle, and he didn't have it on the leash, but that poodle would run with him right by his side. It wouldn't venture off. It wouldn't investigate. Other dogs would walk by, and it was like oblivious to the, the world around him except him and his master, and that's how it's supposed to be. You know, you should be able to have total and complete control over your animal. Now, I'm not um, supporting necessarily having your dog off a leash, 
necessarily when you're out in public because you just never know. But that's the type of control you need to be able to have. And you need to be confident that if you do have them off of their leash, that they're going to act appropriately. Right. Um, And like Jen was saying, we... I mean, I'm a, a great supporter of adopting animals. I think, you know, there are tons of animals that need to be adopted and need great homes. But if you are one of those individuals and, you know, you're really looking for a pup and you're really looking for um, a a certain breed, then, you know, looking into breeders is an excellent idea. But like Jen said, you want to do your investigation and your due diligence. You want to look at people who've had other experiences, get references. You also want to inquire about um, their record keeping, um, depending on what type of breed it is, you know, a lot of breeders will um, have uh, the lineage of the, the parents and, um, you know, whether they are AKC registered, et cetera. So those are a lot of things that you want to look at, especially depending on what you're trying to do with, with your pet. You know, if you're trying to have show dogs, et cetera, you know, all those things require um, investigation and study because you want to make sure that you're getting what you're paying for and dogs can be very expensive. So, you know, you don't want to have a situation where you purchase a dog for, you know, a few thousand dollars and you find out that this dog later has issues, wasn't taken care of properly, wasn't maintained properly, or wasn't bred properly because pretty much you're going to be, you know, you're going to be out. And if you are getting uh, a dog like, you know, a bulldog, you have to consider they they are not the healthiest dogs because of the Christian faith. So you really have to research, is that dog going to be costing you a lot of money in the future if you can handle that? Because, you know, if it's a female and you wanted to breed, um, they usually have to do uh, the birth by cesarean with bulldogs. So, you know, there's a lot of things you got to consider before getting one. Absolutely, and I'm glad you brought that up because um, it's very important to know, based on your breed, what issues they might have later on down the line. Because let me tell you, having a pet, having pets, period, is expensive. When you think of dog food, when you think about everything you need to buy to manage that pet, like, for example, Casey and I spent $500 at PetSmart just getting the things that we needed. Um, And those were just minimal things that we needed, and we were at 500 bucks. So dogs can be very expensive. You want to try to invest in some pet insurance. It's a great idea because a lot of times the pet insurance will cover, you know, office. It's just like human insurance. It will cover office visits, you know, um, dental work, right. <clears throat> not major dental work. I mean, you could get some breaks on that with the insurance, but it will cover, like, you know, your preventive um, type stuff, your checkups, stuff like that. And then it will also help you if something was to happen on those major medical expenses and bills. Um, dental, yep. if your dog needs surgery, et cetera. So you definitely want to invest in some good pet insurance. You also want to find a reputable veterinarian, um, you know, because not all vets are the same or equal. And you want to make sure that your pet is being well taken care of. So, you know, get referrals, talk to different veterinarians in the area, talk to people who, you know, who visit those vets and frequent those vets, and then find out, you know, which one would be best for you. And um, before you make a, a final decision, but this whole process is just about being careful about, you know, doing your due diligence, make sure you're studying up on your breed, 
Make sure you're understanding everything that goes into having a pet. And, again, there's so much information that you can find online. <clears throat> and I'm not saying all of it is good information, so you definitely need to sift through it. But, again, if you're not one of those individuals who really understands what you need to do, the next best thing is to get with a reputable trainer so that you can be pointed in the right direction. And some of them, you know, can be expensive. Some of them not so expensive. But I tell you what, the price you pay in the beginning to get your dog straight and free of behavioral problems versus the price you'll pay later if you have oh, yeah. a pet with behavioral problems, I'm telling you the cost is going to be a lot cheaper in the beginning versus in the end. Because what will end up happening is you'll have to pay for damages to your home. You'll also have to pay for possibly damages to other people if your dog is not well-behaved. So you don't yes. want to get caught in that situation. So make sure you're doing preventive measures versus reactive measures when you're dealing with um, your pets. And this goes for everything. I mean, you know, people have snakes, spiders. I don't consider those pets myself. <laughs> no. I don't know how friendly a pet tarantula would be, but, you know, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> it's not my community. <clears throat> but, you know, whatever pet you decide that you want to get, it's all about making sure they're right for your family environment and they're right for you in your particular situation. Um, you know, you definitely, you know, if you got snakes, I don't know if they're necessarily good to be around kids, you know, so all those things you need to make sure you're doing your research on so that whatever pet you give, you and your pet can live happily ever after, which was my experience. <laughs> yeah, which, which was my experience with my previous dog Sasha, um, who I lost, um, you know, in the a little bit over two years ago now, um, or is it a year ago? No, it's a year ago. Sorry, a year ago now. No. So, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. So just you know, keep those things in mind. Any other thoughts on that, Jim? Before we go to break and then come back with our closing remarks. Uh, no, uh, you know, I just know that because we have a pit bull, you know, you really have to watch the the pit bulls uh, if there's other people coming around because, you know, we've had people that have been so scared of this bad rap that, that people get that, you know, the dog understands there's something wrong with this person and the kids start growling. But, you know, you really have to make sure that if you have a bully breed, make sure that they're trained and they will listen to your commands. Absolutely. And I hate that, you know, when, when people see these breeds, you know, they get a bad rap. And really it's about the owner and not yeah. so much the dog or the pet. You know, you got to remember right. that it starts right. with you. When you bring a pet home, you are absolutely responsible for their behavior. You know, it becomes yes. your obligation to make sure that they are properly trained. And, again, people think they know what they're doing, and a lot of times they don't, and they're developing these pets with this, you know, awful behavior. And when they're so surprised when they get in trouble because of it. And half the time it's because they treat their dog like a human being. There's certain things in the dog world and they understand 
pack leader. And if they don't identify you as a pack leader, you will have behavioral issues with your dog. Absolutely. Because what will happen is is they will make themselves the pack leader if you're not operating as such. And yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a bad day when they believe that they're the ones in charge and you are just, you know, part of the pack. So you want to establish very quickly your dominant role uh, and not being brutal. This isn't a, a brutal thing that you do. You don't beat your, your pets or anything like that. You know, you don't, you're not yelling at them or anything of that nature. But you are establishing your role as the pack leader because that's the language that they understand and that's the behavior right. that they're understanding. And so they're going to operate like that. So if you're treating them, you know, you're coddling them and, oh, baby, like my husband does, they're <laughs> going to look at you like, okay, obviously you're not the leader, so I must be. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. And so you especially just need, to need to do it with children. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, there's a matter of fact, it's funny, before we go to break, there's a YouTube commercial or YouTube video out there about this little girl, and I think it's a bunch of Dobermans, if I'm not mistaken, and she's getting ready to feed them, and she has those dogs in so so much control. I mean, it was just crazy, and they would not eat until she gave them the proper commands, and it was just amazing to see, and she was like five or six, something crazy like that. Yep. That you started earlier than that too. So she's been trained. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, so we hope we gave you you know some great information and advice on um, dealing with your babies. You guys just continue to pray for me <laughs> as I go through <laughs> this stage. We'll with pray my for baby. your house. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Absolutely, please do that. Um, but you know they have their a little. They got their little long term confinement area. Their little play area. So, um, you know, I'm getting them acclimated to, to the environment and situation. It's just the sleep thing and the way my husband is like, he's just going to sleep all through the night. I'm going to be the one to, up with everybody. Yeah, that's going to change. That's going to change yeah. very quickly. <laughs> all right, so we're going to take a very quick break, and we'll be right back and give you our final thoughts. Stay tuned.
guys have been listening to your girl Jen and your girl L Garth on the B Word. And we've been talking about our pet stories and our fur babies and just giving you some hopefully useful information that you can use, especially if you've just gotten a brand new pet or, you know, you weren't very smart like me and my husband and we got two brand new pets. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just make sure that you take all that into consideration. And, again, we were just talking about Jen's boxer um, yep. Make sure you know your breed and the issues that your breed can have because Jen's boxer um, has epilepsy, yep. and um, apparently that you know can be prevalent in that particular breed. Um, just like the King Charles um, um, Cavaliers, they have a heart issues sometimes. So you know you just have to be careful of you know your breeds and, and know exactly what what's prevalent as far as illnesses within that particular breed, just so you can know what you might be in for as far as money-wise with taking care of these particular animals. So any closing thoughts, Jim, before we close it down? Well, uh, don't get a boxer and think that you can train him easily. Boxers are the worst to train ever. Dumb as and a we boxer. have several boxers, so we know this. And each time, there's always an issue. There's one little shoveling box that it takes that boxer to get in his head before, before he just plays in line and does what he's to. Wow. All right, so there you yeah. have it. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, it's a pleasure to be able to talk with you all each and every week. Remember, we're on Blog Talk Radio, generally speaking, Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. So thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you tell all your friends. And we do hope that you got something that has helped to open your mind a little bit more. And as always, everything we say and do is because we love you, we love us, and being broke ain't free. I'm your host, Elle Garth. I'm with my beautiful co-host, Jen. And we will see you guys next time on the what? The B Word. Have a fabulous Tuesday, everybody. See you tomorrow. Woo!